In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayishlach, the battle between Yaakov and Esav comes to its, uh, I guess, uh, climax, to its high point. Um, really, Yaakov and Esav have been battling even from before birth. We have uh, two, port- two, two uh, Parshas ago in the Parsha have told us that when Rivka is, um, is expecting, is pregnant with Yaakov and Esav, she's already feeling the battle within her womb and she's very concerned about it. Um, she doesn't know what's going on, and she goes to the um, yeshiva of Shemin Aver, and she inquires what's going on within herself. Why does she feel this um, this anxieties, or as the Pasuk says, this battle of the fetuses in her womb. And she's told that this is going to be two different nations, and they'll always be in a state of battle, and when one will rise, the other will fall, and vice versa. So Yaakov and Esau battle there before birth, they battle after birth. Um, we have the story with the birthright, where Yaakov um, buys the birthright from Esau, and then we have the story with the blessings of Yitzchak. Finally, Yaakov runs away, and he's away for 20 years in Haran. And that's where he marries, and that's where he has the Shvatim. Um, and now, in this week's parsha, Yaakov is on the way back, and he reaches out to Esau. Um, hoping for some level of peace, but instead he hears from the angels that he sent that Esav is heading towards him for battle again with 400 men. According to the writings of Kabbalah and Chassidus, and many of the commentaries, the battle of Yaakov and Esav is the ongoing battle between good and bad, and the battle that there is, or the struggles that there are within each and every one of us every day. Um, the entire book of Tanya is built on that struggle. Um, the struggle, as the Altarabic calls it, the struggle of the Benini, the one who has a live and healthy godly soul, goodness, selflessness, the part of us that just looks to be uh, wholly refined and selfless. And yet, we also have a live and healthy animal soul, which is selfish and is looking just for its own good and for its own pleasure. And these souls very often struggle within ourselves. And most human beings know very well personally the daily struggles um, of good versus bad, right versus wrong, selfless versus selfish, holy versus that which is not. <clears throat> Interestingly, in today's Parsha, we have a very, some very beautiful lessons in that struggle. When Yaakov is preparing for the battle with Esau, he prepares in three ways, the Torah tells us. He prepares by creating a great gift for Esav. Um, and the Torah is very specific in detail how he gave him a great gift of wealth. Um, he also prepares for war, for battle, um, in case it comes to that. And finally, he prays to Hashem. He davens to Hashem for help in this battle. Three methods that Yaakov uses with his ongoing battle with his brother Esav. Again, a gift battle and prayer. What does that mean in our own battle? To, to, to try to translate that into our battle with our own Yitzhar with our own inner struggles, as we said. So the gift implies that sometimes we're able to deal with that negative side of us in a positive way. And being nice to it and showing it that what we have to offer, meaning what the good side of me has to offer, is good for it as well. The animal soul is not necessarily bad. It desires pleasure, it desires to have a good time. And many times, what the godly soul wants 
can be very um, acceptable and even pleasurable for the animal soul. The animal soul can be brought to a state where he develops a taste, so to speak, in godly things, in good things, in selfless acts. Um, and that's the idea of the gift, where Yaakov is saying, we don't have to be enemies. What I have can be good for you. You can enjoy this as well, and we can be friends. And in many cases, this is a very powerful tool in those struggles, when we're able to develop a sense of happiness and enjoyment and appreciation, that even the animal side of ourselves is able to appreciate and enjoy what the godly side wants as well. And that's the idea of the gift. Sometimes, though, it's not going to work. The animal soul just wants something which is bad and is not interested in developing the taste in that which is better, finer, and holier. And then we have to go to battle. And sometimes we have to exert that inner strength that we have, the ability to overcome in battle, the might that, that the godly has over the animal. And to go all out and battle sometimes can be painful and can be difficult um, and requires what we call what we call mesiras nefesh, the willing of self-sacrifice, when one is able or willing to say, I'm, I'm going to do this no matter what, even if it's hard, even if it's difficult, even if I don't enjoy it, even if I want the opposite, I'm going to persevere. And that's the battle between Yaakov and Esav. Finally, there's prayer. Prayer is reaching out to God. It's not only reaching out to God <coughs> somewhere in heaven. Really what it is, is reaching out to God deep down within ourselves. We know another basic idea of Hasidus is that every Jew has, at the core of his good side, a, par, a piece of God himself. As the author Rebbe says in Tanya, And when we pray to God, what we're really praying for is that he reveals that spark of holiness and divinity that's buried deep within, that when that comes out, all bets are off. The godly soul as well as the animal soul. All of them become totally nullified to the purity of godliness that there is within a person. So when we're praying, when we go, when we when we dive into Hashem, what we're doing is we're reaching down very deep within us, finding that chelakolaka within me. And when that is really revealed, everything else really falls away in the face of that, and then there's no struggle at all. And these are the three steps. Interestingly, we say in Kriyashma that the mitzvah to love of Hashem is composed of three parts. These three statements of love for God, with all your heart, with all your soul, all your might, um, are really connected to these three forms of battle. All your heart, Chazal say, that the word in Hebrew here is with two bases, even though it could have said with all your heart, it says all your hearts, which means that the animal soul should also be brought to love God. That's the gift. That's when we're able to deal with the animal soul, bring him on board, develop his own taste in godliness. That's Bechol Levavcha. Bechol Nafshecha, says the Gemara, from here we learn the concept of Mesir as Nefesh. Whereas the, the quote, Bechol Nafshecha, Afilu hu noitil as Nafshecha. That our, our willingness to do what God wants should be, even in a case where we have to put our life on the line for it. That's the battle. When we go to battle, and battle is dangerous, and battle we put our life on the line, and our love for God is such that we're willing even to do that. Bechol which is even more than that, 
as the word ma'odecha, which is rooted in the word ma'od, which means very or more, means revealing the essence of our soul, where everything becomes nullified in its face as the essence of the soul bursts out, the godliness within us bursts out. And then, again, then there's no battle altogether. One more idea, which is very fascinating. <clears throat> At the end of the story, Yaakov never even fights Esav in this parsha. Yaakov fights, the Pasuk says in this ambiguous few verses about a fight that he had with a man all night before he met up with Esav. And Rashi tells us from the Gemara that this man was Esav's angel. And every human being and really every nation and really everything has angels above. And Yaakov battled Esav's spiritual power all night in ways that are beyond our understanding. And by the time that was done, Yaakov had been victorious, basically, so that when he met Esau, there was no fight anymore, which is interesting. He never fought his enemy. He dealt with it on a spiritual level. He dealt with it in its source above. What does that mean for us? Interestingly, there's a, there's a quote, a statement of the Zohar by Roshim Bar Yochai that says that the time of prayer, the time of davening, is the time of our battle. Or to quote the Zohar, Shas Tzlosa, Shas Krova. The time of prayer is the time of battle. That the real battle between good and bad is during prayer. And the question is, it doesn't seem that way. It seems like prayer is a time when there's no battle. Prayer, we're in, we're in the shul, we're in the synagogue, or we're at home, wherever we are, and we're praying. That's a time of inspiration, that's a time of holiness. That's not a time of battle. Battle is later, when we're finished prayer, when we're out in the marketplace, when we're out in the street, when we're somewhere else, when we're in a place that's not holy, that's where we're really battling. And yet the Zohar says no, that the battle is really during prayer. What's the Zohar telling us? Perhaps we'll understand it with an analogy that I heard. It was last year, it was 50 years from the miracles of the Sixth Day War in Israel. And I was reading, you know, the description of the war. And really it turns out that although it was a war that was for six days, fought with hundreds of thousands of soldiers, the war was really won in the first minutes of the war, in the first 40 minutes of the war, when miraculously Israel was able to totally um, destroy the Egyptians' airfields and air forces, the planes and the airfields, before they fought anyone. The fight, came, the fight was the subsequent six days, but it was a fight that was already won before it began. Because what they did was, they conquered their power. They conquered their ability to fight. And once their ability to fight was gone, then the rest was just a matter of time until it fell into place. When we daven properly is when we're working with awakening that love for Hashem. That b'chol levavcha, b'chol nafshecha, b'chol ma'odecha, our commitment, our commitment to self-sacrifice, our commitment to try to awaken feelings of love for Hashem, that even our animal souls should love Hashem, our uh, commitment and our working on revealing the essence of our souls, all that happens in front of our sitter is before the battle. It's the battle before the battle. Once we're properly inspired in our moments of inspiration, when we pray, when we're learning Torah, and then we strengthen ourselves over our, uh, the godly soul, over our animal soul, what we've done is we've knocked out the airfields. What we've done is we've knocked, we've, we've um, destroyed the source of power of the animal soul. Then later, when we're not praying anymore, and we're in the street, or we're in the job, or wherever we are in the workplace, and then we have struggles, 
the struggles have already be, been won before the struggle ever happened. And that's really the story of Yaakov. Here he's preparing to fight Esav, and he ends up taking care of the fight before the fight by dealing with the spiritual Esav, dealing with the internal struggle, with the internal Esav, so that when Esav actually comes around, there's no need for struggle because the struggle has already been won over. Have a wonderful Shabbos.